0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Tax Updates with Ron Cohen. I'm a tax partner here at the firm of Greenstein Rogoff Olson & Company in beautiful downtown Fremont, California. Our phone number is 510-797-8661. We do lots of tax turns and lots of tax planning, uh, call anytime. This week, uh, we're going to cover that there have been more due dates extended by the IRS given the coronavirus COVID-19 catastrophe that's going on around the country. Uh, the IRS is warning about a related tax scam that's uh, surfaced. And I have some more on the phase four bill that's going through Congress very slowly. Uh, regarding uh, more tax breaks and and money uh, to be handed out in Congress here um, this coming week. Okay, so let's start with a few caveat caveats. First of all, don't rely on anything you hear on this podcast. Um, feel free to give us a call, but you need to engage a tax professional. Give them all the facts and details and documents. Let them come to their own opinion. Make sure you trust them before you use any number or planning in a transaction or file a tax return using that advice. Second, uh, plagiarism is okay. We're not doing any works of art here, not writing any novels. I take information from all the government sources, and I also uh, uh, take information from other uh, tax professionals and firms. I try to give credit when I can, but uh, nothing being said here is an original thought. Third, no politics. You can listen to, I, to podcasts all day long and all night long with politics. We try to avoid all that here, except for the fact that uh, often political policy drives tax policy. So I'll mention that, and I will today, because uh, another bill is under consideration in Congress. Fifth, I'm no cheerleader for the tax law. I think it's way too intrusive, tedious, boring, overwhelming, And it doesn't even raise enough money to run the government. Okay, let's get right into it. Um, As you may have heard in past episodes and seen on many emails we've been sending out to clients, uh, the April 15th tax deadline, this is a couple of weeks old now, is off. It's delayed. It's delayed to July 15th, both for the IRS uh, tax churns for the first quarter estimate And also for California, the California first uh, delayed until deferred until June 15th. But then it said in their announcement, hey, we'll we'll do whatever the IRS does. So that means it's automatically July 15th Uh, that takes into the count the first quarter estimate. For California, there's lots of $800 minimum tax payments that would otherwise be due on April 15th. Those are all deferred. The new news this week was um, the IRS, uh, at the urging of many tax accountants and lawyers and taxpayers, said, you know, as I described in last week's episode, this is kind of ridiculous because the first quarter estimate is delayed from April 15th to July 15th. But the second quarter estimate is still due June 15th. So in in the only kind of logic you can find in the tax code, the second quarter estimate is due before the first quarter estimate. So lots of practitioners and their clients uh, screamed and yelled. And uh, on a very serious note, the virus, uh, number of uh, new infections and deaths is uh, tragically expanding and this is going on. It hasn't ended quickly and so... Uh, July 15th isn't as far away as it was a month ago. And so the IRS came out last week, I think it was Friday, and said that uh, besides the April 15th estimated tax payment previously extended, today's notice also extends relief to estimated tax payments due, in June, due June 15th. So again, in a in a flash of brilliance, now your second quarter estimate's due uh, the same time as your first quarter estimate all being due on july 15th now also take into to account if you're finishing your returns you know as we often do you can also work all this out by if you have an overpayment of tax on your return you just apply the overpayment with many of our clients that takes care of their first and possibly second quarter estimate but that's a lot of math and computations i just mentioned the uh the possibility to use your overpayment and then you don't really care about what the date is because you had enough paid in to cover it anyway in some cases. All these are very case-specific situations. But uh, the good news, again, I'm I'm talking to many clients daily, and uh, there's been so much going on so quickly and so much confusion and so much heartache, frankly, uh, that uh, I try to calm people down, at least with regard to taxes, that um, there's really not too much to think about till July 15th. Now, on the other hand, the Treasury Department has rightly encouraged everyone, please, if you have a refund, Go get your return done, get your refund, because that is a stimulus uh, program for the government as they view it. They want to get money out there. And certainly if it's money that you overpaid anyway, uh, get it in. If you have a simple return, no big deal. The problem is with our, our clients is our, our tax returns are really, really hard. They're usually two 300 pages. And uh, I'll be quite blunt that <laughs> one of the problems we're facing is trying to get the clients uh, motivated, right? Because we uh, dutifully went out and told them, that the due date is off till July 15th uh, which is of course now more than six months into the current year. So now you have to think of more than two, one thing at once. You have to think about three things at once. You have to think about getting done your 2019 return. Please send in your data. Please let's get going. Let's not have a complete panic in July to get these returns done. Secondly, you know, uh, there would have been a June, uh, an April 15th estimated tax payment first quarter for 2020. Okay. And, uh, again, 20 times a day, I'm telling clients, all right, you didn't have to pay it, but please, please keep the money on hand. Right. Uh, because you owe that money as assuming your income was steady state. Now that's another big question. Maybe your income wasn't steady state. Many, in many cases, uh, people's income has fall fallen off a cliff tragically, And uh, But for whatever tax you might owe for the first quarter, just because the deadline's extended doesn't mean you might not ultimately owe owe it. So keep that thought in your head and keep that money aside. And now your second quarter payment isn't due June 15th like it normally has been. It's due July 15th. So keep that money on hand. Um, Again, a lot of people suffering tragic declines in income in the uh, second quarter also. If you're a uh, retired person on pension income, maybe not much has happened to your income stream. And you're just going to take advantage of the delayed due dates. Wonderful. Don't spend the money, right? <laughs> Make sure you got the money when that ultimate date uh, comes about. Uh, again, sadly, economically, in the old days when I started, when Jimmy Carter was president, everybody would say, hey, this is great. I can earn 12 15% interest for two or three months. Well, now interest is uh, very, very low. In some cases, in parts of the world, it's negative. So that's not a factor. But hold on to that cash. <laughs> Just because you didn't have to pay it in doesn't mean um, you won't ultimately. So there's a warning there. Okay, the IRS had uh, finalized uh, in their, their notice here and made it very clear that uh, when, what happens when we get to July 15th? Um, hopefully the economy is not in complete collapse and and you have enough food and everything else is going reasonably well, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh, And you still need more time because a lot of our clients are, again, very big clients who go on extension and file ultimately legally in the, in the past years in October 15th, the final due date, uh, there's another one if you're living outside the country that can go to December 15th, but I don't want to confuse most people about that because it usually doesn't apply unless you're, you know, permanently living outside the country. Okay, but so we get to July 15th and you're not ready, right? You've uh, I've called you twice already. You don't have your documents together. You don't have your K1s. That's not your fault. A lot of partnerships. Oh my gosh, uh, t- uh, CPA firms and and companies are just not working. So. You didn't get the K-1s for all those partnerships and S-Corps and trusts that you're involved in. And so uh, uh, you can't file until you do. So uh, July 15th comes along and we have to work up an extension, just like we used to work up for on April 15th. Make sure you've paid in at least 90% of last year, of, of the 2019 tax at that point, And then you get an extension. Uh, normally it would be for six months. So the question came up, hey... Do I get from July 15th, six months forward? No, you don't. You only get to October 15th, July 15th to October 15th, getting people back on the um, on the normal time timeframe uh, that, that's been the case in prior years. However, if this thing goes on and gets worse, who knows? Who knows where this is going to end up? But at least, uh, as I said, the IRS put out a notice saying that... Um, You can file an extension just like you would have for April 15th. You can file it in July 15th, and it will take you to October 15th, just like the extension used to take you from April 15th to October 15th. So lots of 15ths there, but really, really, really important to clarify because if you miss one of those, the penalties and interest can be um, God-slapping. Okay, then... In all that, there's a lot of other forms people have to file, right? They have to file Schedule H in their return for household employees. They have to file Schedule SE for self-employment tax if they're self-employed. If they uh, have foreign trusts or received inheritances, they have to do a Form 3520. Uh, There's Form 5471 for U.S. Uh, shareholders who own foreign corporations, that's really, really serious. I mean, if you own pretty much anything, uh, more than 10% or 10% or more of a foreign corporation, and even below that level, you want to look at it, 54.71 requirements, 54.72, that's when a foreign Entity or person owns a U.S. corporation, 8621 for passive foreign investment companies, 8858 for uh, disregarded entities, 8865 for uh, foreign partnerships, and 8938 for if you have uh, offshore investments of any time uh, type. The, the again, the CPA community and the tax lawyer community said, "Look, IRS, will you please make it a thousand percent clear that." All of these forms, which often have more than $10,000 penalties for being late, often they can be $500,000 depending uh, how big and what's going through those forms. It's too much to talk about here. We want to be absolutely certain that those due dates have all been extended along with the overall returns. And the IRS came back and said, yes, we are declaratively stating, okay, it's just like is if you had an extension on April 15th in past years, all those forms were extended. Now they're automatically extended to um, uh, July 15th. And if you file a further extension to October 15th, you got to realize some of these tax lawyers and big firms, they're, they're handling multi-billion dollar trusts and people here in the U.S. And, and, and they're, they're saying, look, I can't be wrong. The consequences, the penalties are, are, are fantastic. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions of dollars. So they were writing letters to the IRS and say, just to avoid any doubt I am writing to you and saying, well, even though you didn't, you said I don't have to file an extension form. I'm telling you, I'm extending this form 3520 for this three billion dollar trust. And the IRS wrote back in this notice said, don't write us, don't write us. <laughs> you're, you're gumming up the works. It, just follow the rules. If you uh, you're all on extension to July 15th, and then you can file a normal form 4868 for individuals. 7004 for corporations and trusts and other entities, and uh, you are on a valid extension, and that flows through uh, to all these other highly important, very complex, and with God-slapping penalties, uh, you'll be okay. So that's good for someone like me who deals with that all the time that's really, really good to be uh, what we call bright line rule. It's it's not fuzzy. It's not unclear. I don't have to make any assumptions. You set it. Boom, right there in a notice. So they did that. Okay, so uh, next uh, there's some more scammers. Uh, a few weeks ago we talked about how it's great that... Uh, there aren't too many call, phone calls going on where these folks from India or some Arab country, uh, no disrespect to their culture, it's just that's where they were coming from, is calling your grandma saying that someone's going to show up with a badge and a gun in 20 minutes if they don't take out their credit card and pay some taxes. It was all scams, all scams. They, they got one, one uh, group of 60, 70 people who had scammed $20, 30000000 million out of people. They're gone. So those calls have kind of gone away i uh, not saying they're all gone, but, uh, but there's a new one. So in the, um, in the, um, CARES Act that was passed a couple of weeks ago, people are getting these, uh, economic stimulus. They changed the name. I guess they didn't like stimulus. They changed the name from economic stimulus payments to economic impact payments. They wanted me to be impacted, but not stimulated. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just don't know, you know, b- b- greater minds than I think about that. So, um, people are getting $1,200. Uh, if you're single, uh, people are getting $2,400. If you're married filing jointly, uh, you get an extra $500 for each child, uh, that you can claim as dependent. And all this is being worked out. You've probably heard in the news about that. Uh, We're going to put some show notes below this, uh, this uh, podcast where you can go to the IRS website, read all about it. If you want to put in some information to get a direct deposit where you haven't used that before, it will tell you how to do that. And uh, that's all percolating uh, the, 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 uh, the, department of treasury and the secretary of treasury. So this is all cool. We, we've got all your names and addresses. We have your direct deposit information. We'll look at last year's returns and boom, we'll get this money out in a matter of weeks. Well, it, it isn't quite working. I did read this morning, this is Monday morning, uh, what is today, the, 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 uh, the thir- 13th, right? Yes, uh, that uh, the first tranche of payments has gone out this morning from the, the Treasury, but um, things can happen. They say it may, it may take a while for people to get their payments, and I digress a little bit, but it's, it's quite troubling, right? I mean, uh, uh, 30%, I hear, or more, Uh, Of folks didn't uh, were not able to pay their rent on the first of the month, and so twelve hundred dollars would be really really good for a lot of lot of people. Well, for anybody, twenty four hundred more if you're married, and then more with children. And um, it still looks like it's going to be a while before everyone gets their checks. I'm not being political. I'm just saying, gee, I hope they get that done as soon as possible. So the scam that's going on in the Department of Treasury has done some nice glossy posters and is uh, doing all their social media. You, know, you go to the IRS website, boy, they got Twitter and they've got the Facebook and they got their own website. And they, I mean, they hire these social media consultants and they have everything. So you can spend all day. Uh, Reading and watching videos, and uh, for me, some of it's very instructive, especially when it's a new rule. Well, what is surfeit is people are starting to call your grandma and say, "Hey, you know, you have this economic impact payment uh, coming. Uh, Let us help you obtain it. Uh, Please take, give us your Social Security number, your birth date, your address. Give us a couple of credit card numbers. Uh, For a small fee, we will obtain." this uh, impact payment for you. Terrible, terrible, awful fraud. If anybody calls your house with anything like that, just hang up on them. Uh, you shouldn't need anybody to help you. A lot of it's just going to happen for the most part. The IRS will either p- direct deposit it to you or, or mail it to you automatically. Uh, the only interaction I'm aware of would be with the, uh, a portal on the IRS website to put your direct deposit information in if they don't already have it. And just hang up on anybody. Who is remotely trying to suggest that you need to pay them, uh, or, or not even pay them? Yeah, I mean because because to, just to give them their social security number, birth date, uh, credit card number, whatever that that's that's boom. It's all uh, it's on its way to Nigeria and halfway around Kazakhstan and and then fifty thousand you know criminals will have it the next day. So don't do that. Hang up on them. Okay. All right. So I've uh, dutifully sent along that warning that the IRS asked us to uh, communicate with our clients. Um, Now, going forward with the rival proposals to boost funding for the CARES Act Paycheck Protection Program. I do want to give credit. This is a write-up by Deloitte, big national firm, uh, came out earlier this week. And um, the Democrats and Republicans are fighting over what should be in there there's been quite a drama. I'll just read this nice little paragraph here. Uh, Well, let me back up. What's the problem? I have a client. Uh, I went to Wells Fargo Bank, who was their banker for, for, for at least a decade. And he was in there fast. Right after this happened, I'm applying for my paycheck protection loan. I want to borrow my two and a half times my average payroll for two months, blah, blah, blah. You know, I filled out my three page, four page application. I've given you every number and account. It's a little bit of a small audit, right? here's everything about you more than you should need to know. And boom, uh, I, I, I want to apply. The government is handing this money out. And as long as I use it very critical point, I use it for payroll, uh, um, uh, rents, uh, mortgages, utilities, Uh, it can be forgiven for free. Now, uh, uh, one point I want to communicate on that if you use it to go to Las Vegas, I'm told that it could be a federal penalty. Now, I, as a CPA, really don't want to get too much involved between you and your banker uh, because the whole set of banking law is a whole different thing that uh, we don't do every day and all this is moving very fast. But um, So people are applying for these PPPs, Paycheck Protection Loans, and Wells Fargo immediately ran out of money. They told my client, we had $10 billion ready to go. And uh, we went through that in a day. And you're, you're on the list, but you weren't high enough on the list. So you're out of luck. So the Congress, as uh, Secretary of Treasury Stephen Mnuchin promised, he says, if you're entitled to this, we're going to find the money and make sure you get it. And uh, according to the Lloyd here... Uh, in an April 9th pro forma session, which just means they they usually do some administrative business and then close up, uh, Senate Minority, minority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell hoped to pass by unanimous consent. Everybody raise their hand and say aye. Right? That's it. A bill adding $251 billion to the PPP fund because the word had gotten to Congress. Uh, Banks are running out of money. Originally, a $349 billion fund included in the CARES Act providing forgivable loans under certain conditions to small businesses to be used for payroll, rent, and utilities expenses. Although the proposal would add more money to the PPP, it would not extend the program's scheduled expiration date. And, uh, well, uh, Democratic Senator Ben Cardin and uh, Chris Van Hollen, both from the beautiful state of Maryland, stood up and said, no. And when you want to get unanimous consent, it has to be unanimous. So one senator out of the 100 senators can stand up and say no. And he don't, doesn't have to explain why it's no. He doesn't have to give you his reason. All he has to say is no. And then it gets thrown back in the hopper. It has to go through uh, uh, more hearings and uh, discussion And supposedly they're running back today, Monday, to um, go through a more formal process. And I remember I watched the video with Mitch McConnell saying, please, please, Democrats, he says, don't block this emergency aid uh, you don't even oppose just because you want something more. Well, again, not trying to get political. I'm just stating the facts here. And then uh, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, told the Washington Post that the House would not approve the PPP increase pushed by the Republicans without Democrat changes. Democrats were seeking. She uh, and she called for negotiations to continue. All right, again, non-political. I'm not taking sides. I'm just saying I know for an absolute fact businesses are making the decision. Do I fire people right now? Can I possibly stay open? Can I stay open with just takeout business if I'm a restaurant? I I need this loan now. And uh, instead of uh, everybody raising their hand and saying, I and uh, President Trump was ready to go to sign it, um, uh, the other side, for whatever reasons, uh, has has stalled it. And so hopefully they'll work through it this week. Um, uh, Further, quoting Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, Uh, What they are proposing will not get unanimous consent in the House. There is no reason why they cannot come to the table and see the value of what we are offering. You cannot expect us to ossify inequality in access to capital as we try to fight the coronavirus. So I had to look up what ossify meant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that means to calcify, to turn to bone. So uh, some interesting rhetoric there and it, it, it does uh, impact the tax policy and the loan policy. Uh, they for they please, please put this aside. We're all Americans. This is a terrible situation. Uh, people are being fired every day, uh, fund a darn loan. The money was promised. Uh, I can also go into a 10 minute discussion about how horrible the deficit they're creating is, and how the Federal Reserve Bank is buying back treasury bonds because it's the only buyer. And that's a debacle, uh, trying to keep in. uh, But I won't go there. Um, So uh, please get that bill passed. Okay, Um, moving on here. So uh, this is important. The Democrats have scaled down their wish list. Uh, For now, Pelosi appears to have put... A hold on some recent proposals, including a repeal or suspension of the $10,000 cap on state and local tax. That's the salt issue. People in California and New York and other high-tax states have been screaming because, and rightly so, in that they've lost tremendous amounts of state deductions, but that's the policy the Trump administration wanted to pursue. And, and last week, uh, the House and uh, Speaker Pelosi was saying, we're not going to get a phase four bill unless you let us lift that salt cap that appears to now be off the table, whether that's good or bad is up to your, your persuasion on that. Okay. Um, and then finally there's, um, what might ultimately hold this up is a partisan split over where, whether we're going to have a mail by vote. Uh, uh I'm sorry. I said that well, we're going to have a vote by mail process on a national basis. Um, so I'm not going to say much more about that at all because that is incredibly political. Uh, but I sure hope that this money to people and the, um, uh, the the changes to the PPP program so people can get their money as soon as possible isn't hung up by some discussion about uh, um, how voting the voting process works and how we should have uh, not a local but a national, Uh, vote-by-mail process. Some people out there may feel we absolutely need to do that. I I express no opinion. My only opinion is let's get the people the money they need and uh, uh, vet out those other issues um, at a, and perhaps a little bit more appropriate time. All right. I, again, don't want to bend into politics. So that's all I think uh, I'm going to cover for today. Appreciate you listening. Again, this is Ron Cohen. This is uh, tax updates. We're with the firm of Greenstein, Rogoff, Olson and company here in beautiful Fremont, California. Our phone number is 510-797-8661 call anytime and as always don't rely on anything you heard in this podcast before you use any planning or number in a transaction or put it on a tax return and file it make sure you've uh, engaged a uh, qualified tax professional given them all the facts and documents make sure you trust them and uh, that you're you're comfortable with uh, the answer all right we'll see you next week thanks for listening bye bye now